the last major component of crafting a life you don't want to escape from is not figuring out how to eliminate trials because that's a futile effort. Right. But how do I manage them? How do we turn day-to-day trials and the consistent nature of them in our lives into something that we can manage and we can sustain through? Mm. That has got to be one of, if not the hardest components yeah. of this whole entire equation. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast. It's like a guided meditation app, but instead of a calm, babbling brook, it's... Cats and trees. Cats <laughs> <laughs> makes rare noises. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of babbling. Now here's your Zen masters, Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hello and welcome to the Really Real Podcast. It's episode 88. I'm Anson along with Kara and Isaac. This is a show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. Here's what's on tap for today's show. First up in Need a Refill, Kara is talking about time on her new patio swing. Yay. Sounds fancy. It is fancy. Nice. It's very extra. I love how every time you talk about like a new thing in your life, (laughs) whether it's like a coffee maker or a swing, you're like, pretty extra yeah i don't know I'm like, it's, also, a, it's okay yeah. to have new nice things <laughs> thank yes. you it's all right i, I affirm that, that. <laughs> treat yourself that's right okay, i will next up really real robots isaac is training the real fm bot this week it's kind of the last week of training for real fm it bot. Is. Oh, and it then uh, i don't know what real fm bot's future is exactly Can you release him into the wild oh i've already I guess so i've already done that okay yeah, you've taken care of that he's out yeah. all right <laughs> got it okay <laughs> i thought that was just what we were gonna do we'll cover we'll cover that as well. Okay, then. sorry. And then, then uh, I need a hero. I'm talking about a guy who basically did a thing that belongs in a movie, in yeah. my Ooh. opinion, and yet it actually happened in real life. Nice. Can you imagine flying on a plane and then realizing your pilot is incapacitated <gasps> and being forced to land the plane with <laughs> no. the help of air traffic control? Absolutely not. This uh-uh. actually happened in real life. That's wild. And the guy who did this is, I, I think, rather I mean, heroic. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then quote me on that. Our final quote that we'll be talking about this week comes from Seth Godin. He said, instead of wondering when your next vacation is, maybe you should set up a life you don't need to escape from. My reaction to that one is, oh, (laughs) okay, Seth. Okay, fine. (laughs) But I think this is a good quote. I think there's some really interesting potential takeaways from this quote. I'm looking forward to chatting about that a little more. Sure. Let's start with what everyone is drinking today. Kara, what you got? All right. So you guys told me a little while ago about the key lime LaCroix mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just tried it for the first time last week and now I was like why haven't I tried this sooner I like this better than limoncello which I've been drinking for like a year ah. my husband and I were both like yeah this is better yep see told you love, yeah. magical. love the key lime I feel like it's kind of the lime version of the limoncello it is. one yeah. I think they're, you're they're right sim- they're in a similar category to me yeah yeah they very much are but it's it's a fun flavor it's like very fun and summery and I'm like borderline tempted to Isaac will croak at this borderline tempted to get some like cherry syrup and squirt it in there and make like a healthy-ish cherry limeade. Yeah. But yeah. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, I am so proud of where you two have come. Thank you. In yes. the dialogue surrounding <laughs> sparkle bubble water sodas. Yep, we have it come a long way. It makes me so happy. It's true. Yes. We'll see if in another couple of years we're up to plain. Yeah, I don't plain. Know. That's never going to happen. That's the final frontier. We'll see. <laughs> we're going to be shotgunning plain LaCroix in the back lot here before we know it. Uh, still skeptical, uh-huh. but maybe. Yeah. All right. I've been drinking, get ready for this, I've been drinking protein shakes with Ooh. oat milk and veggie non-dairy <laughs> nice. non-animal protein wow i'm fueled by oats and broccoli oats these and days. wow <laughs> it is it's nuts is it helping so you weren't content to stay at the True. sparkling water level no. of health no Gotta you graduated go. to Next vegetable milk. i'm drinking like <laughs> I'm drinking oat milk and water these oh, days that is gosh. it wow and i'm gonna say i've been back in the gym trying to get more muscle again and swole well i'm trying to get swollen I'm, I'm trying to get huge i randomly like i do this i'm like i'm gonna get huge again and i've been in the gym like five days a week for oh the last goodness. two and a half three weeks Every day it's been a protein shake for breakfast and then after dinner. Oh, wow. But my tummy hurts when I have dairy. 
So yeah. I've That's, had to like yeah. do all of these different things to get my stomach okay while I'm trying to get more food in me. Nice. I love, yeah. uh, I think it was yesterday we were having some drinks from the coffee shop yeah. and you ordered your traditional now oat milk matcha thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And apparently your brother was yes. working at the coffee shop <laughs> and roasted you yes. over your drink you choice. Roasted me via our co-worker scott yeah, yeah. he's like, like tell my brother this <laughs> drink so hard he's like namby pamby sissy boy with his oat milk yeah so i don't even know what he would say about your oat milk veggie we protein shake we won't tell he's him. got thoughts yeah. all right <laughs> i am uh, going with something uh, a little more traditional it's got sugar in it Ooh. the triple berry smoothie Ooh. i love smoothies smoothies are the best yes <laughs> <laughs> so great i love a good smoothie whenever good. people are like yeah you want a coffee shop drink i'm like kinda <laughs> <laughs> yes it's technically from the coffee shop yeah. but, but it's also, like the non-coffee right. coffee shop drink <laughs> yeah anything with berry in it is mm. my go-to oh, like, yeah. i love berry stuff once i saw triple berry i don't i'm like mm. i don't even know what the three berries are I'm right in. but it doesn't matter i want yeah. them all that's what i want <laughs> This one in particular, I really liked it because I think they use like honey and stuff to like sweeten oh, their smoothies. Yeah. And so it's a little less just pure added sugar. I can see that. Than some of like your traditional smoothie places. Mm-hmm. And so it's not quite as sweet. It's still sweet. Like I'm I not, mean, yeah. it's not, it's a smoothie. I mean, but, it's a berry smoothie. Yeah. 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 But it's not quite as overboard. It's probably more punchy. Added sugar. Yeah. A yeah. little more like tart. And yeah. like, yeah. So that was That's like your style. right up my alley. So yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Nice. So, and now that like the weather is warm and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. like, Smoothies feel like the, you know, late spring, early summer drink to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm into it. Kara, what's on repeat for this week? I'm listening to Head Up High by Fitz. I get knocked down, but I just keep my head up high. This is a great midweek slump song. Mm. I love it. It's very energizing to me. Very fun, upbeat midday as well. I was listening to this midday yesterday. Literally had a headache (laughs) and caught this line. I got a headache and a heartache, but it's summertime. I'm Mm. running circles trying to find another finish line. Plug in that power system, light up that optimism. And I was like, that's such a great picture for like the right song really can be like plugging into a power system. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And this is one of those songs for me. Yeah, it's got that energy. Yeah. My repeat this week has been what up rg kids kids don't die we go up high kids don't die we go up high let me say i am so happy with how far christian rap has come (laughs) since i started listening to it as a wee kid (laughs) when the parents were like you should listen to this and it was like Hip hop, skibbity dot. Uh. Jesus, yo, he's cool, yo. Like going from that, wicka, to, wicka, wicka. yeah, going from that to things like what, what up, RG, Indie Tribe, Tadashi. I'm gonna say it's Young Sauce. It's spelled Y X N G X Sauce. <laughs> Rappers are doing this. All of the weird. It's reminding yeah. all of the artists are doing this. Yeah, it's reminding are. me of like Xbox Live gamer tags, yeah. and I'm uh. furious because I don't know how a, to say their It's names. a Google thing. That's what's going on. You can't Google anybody's name anymore. If he just names himself Young Sauce, right? And you Google that, you're never going to find the guy because every name ever has been yeah. taken. And so if you're like an up and coming artist, it's like churches with a V or like so you're many literally artists having this. to create like, an Xbox gamer tag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're so taking funny. out vowels and replacing them with consonants <laughs> or random letters with other letters, stuff like Circina or yeah. whatever. Like, it's because these are actually Googleable terms. Oh, For those of us funny. that have to read these stupid names on the air, <laughs> that is I'm going to tell you, I'm like having to read hieroglyphics. Yeah, as I'm trying it to, really is. This is little turpentine yeah. and it's like spelled with yeah. eight z's exactly like, how <laughs> yeah, it's like, can't do it. it's a great song though it's one of the it's just a very good rap song and nice. for someone like me who bounces back and forth between every hip-hop artist ever mm. it's so nice to have hip-hop that i can just have on at any point in the mm-hmm. day and not worry about who's listening to it i love it so much my on repeat is when you're gone by sean mendez This is a mainstream pop song that's climbing up the charts. It's kind of funny. I was thinking about this as I was thinking about which song I wanted to talk about and settling in on this one. And I was like, why do I like this song? I asked myself. And (laughs) my answer came back. Well, I don't know that it has anything to do with the lyrics. Because this is like one of the least relatable songs to me that exists. And yet it's funny because... This category of songs, which is basically about a relationship in peril. Yeah. Sure. These are everywhere in pop music. Right. right. And there's something about them I actually kind of like. Like yeah. this like 
wistful, like romantic, like, oh, I'm going to miss you when you're gone. Kind of like I've been married for 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, My marriage is in no danger of falling apart. Like, so I, I'm like very, very removed from this like period of my life yeah. of like yes. young love, like dating and like right. different relationships coming and going and that kind of thing. Like I haven't been in that period of my life for almost two decades now sure. yeah and yet there's something about that that's kind of fun i don't know like right. I, and i can't even really explain it's it's kind what of it is it's kind of like a is it the whole you don't know what you're missing until it's gone yeah so it mm. kind of like temporarily puts you in that mindset and makes you go like oh i really do love my person yeah and maybe really that's will be it. sad when they're gone maybe that's what it is yeah i yeah. think it's like a reverse psychology thing mm, yeah mm. so that that's basically what this song is it's like i just gotta hold on i don't want to know what it's like when you're gone mm-hmm. you're slipping through my fingertips a little bit by a little bit i didn't know that loving you was the happiest i've ever been oh. so it's got kind of that like yeah yes. wistful romanticism right. of yeah maybe that's it Kara. like my wife isn't going to be gone anytime right. soon hopefully but you yeah. still kind of maybe relate to that feeling of i don't want to loving know. you is the happiest i've yeah. ever been yeah right i don't want to know what it's like if you were gone yeah i totally get that so honestly it's probably just that the hook is a bop it's as simple as that it mm-hmm. is a bop. it's very catchy it's easy to sing mm-hmm. and it's stuck in my head it's sometimes it ain't deep School's out, the sun is shining, and it's officially summer break, which means parents are already hearing one phrase from their kids over and over again. I'm bored. It's hard coming up with a new activity for your kids every time they're bored. But never fear, the new Kids Activity Idea Generator is here to help. Just purchase our service for your favorite smart speaker, and the Idea Generator will chime in anytime it hears your kids utter the magic words. I am bored. Play with squirt guns in the backyard. We already did that. Play with sidewalk chalk. Boring. Go fly a kite. No one even likes doing that. Find something on your own then, because if you don't, oh, I guarantee you I'll find something. The new Kids Activity Idea Generator. Try it today. Need a refill? What we wish life would pour us a little more of. Another! Today, I'm talking about the new patio swing that is a little bit extra. It's a zero gravity patio Whoa. swing. Zero gravity. Calm down there, Interstellar. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey floating around out you there. You guys know what zero gravity chairs are? No, no. I have no idea really? what this means. Uh-uh. Okay, no. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> like, um, aren't all swings? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I guess I they're still affected by gravity. They're on a chain. No, no, but no, like, no, no, no. Zero but gravity is kind of like, a lofty term. They're in the air, yeah. so it's kind of like... <laughs> I'm, the bar has been set pretty high by okay. the title alone, I'm trying I'm to. I'm trying to pull up as actual so there's, i'm imagining like a chair that like has like a little energy field yeah it, right you know, that, like, yeah. that would be like, cool like a gentle <laughs> yeah some sort of like sci-fi <laughs> kind of deal it's it. a star wars chair um, yeah. no yeah, they, something so, out of dune maybe so yeah. we have there are these patio chairs that have levers that basically you can Whoa. tilt back in them really far and you can adjust them pretty precisely the back and the bottom they both it just tilts into a really chill angle the regular oh, okay. the regular patio a chairs which angle. we also have and it kind of feels like you're just kind of there floating and they're made of this like mesh that just support they're just super comfy patio chairs that okay. are high end yeah um, and so we had the regular patio chairs and we saw this swing and we were like oh okay so it's like you put two of these fancy patio chairs Ooh. in a swing mm-hmm. and we were like we need that <laughs> all right all right and it's been on like back or like a couple of years we've been looking for this Whoa. and they like sold out during the pandemic a couple of times everyone so that, needed their zero gravity patio needed chairs. Of course. <laughs> and so we were like when we saw them we we're like all right it's time we okay. got the zero gravity so we actually put it together which was i'm very proud of that i was actually a part of that because yeah. normally i'm not okay do you um, mind me asking like how much how expensive are these yeah what are, are we talking like really expensive um, things like, it's like a it's like 300 bucks okay, I think. okay. so it's like a, a decent like amount a, it's an investment, it's an in, investment. In patio so, comfort okay here's the picture <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. okay so, i'm seeing it now and it's got it? its own little like and it tilts back okay yeah. yeah so it's like those um the mesh beach chair but then with like a, a very good like reclining mechanism yes, yes. and you've also got like a little awning thing yeah there's an there. awning over oh, the so top you can, like basically lay down on this thing. Uh-huh. i'm looking into so, yeah see i was like imagining something like if you have like a front porch like the old school mm-hmm. like no, no. hang it by the ceiling on no, the patio this is kind like of thing freestanding so it's like its so, whole own contraption yeah, wow. it's self-contained yeah so i'm impressed it looks it like a poolside very much a thing, poolside yeah. chill thing so i have always loved swinging this is the thing like my whole life i just lived on the swings when i was yeah. a kid there's something so soothing about it right like i think it's good for your brain or 
something. And I don't have scientific research to back that up, <laughs> but I think it's, it's really good for you because sometimes let's be honest, it's hard to sit still and like make yourself do a thing or think or just mm. contemplate or talk. It's yeah. hard to do. And so when you're swinging, it's like you're simultaneously sitting still and still moving uh, like right, yeah. you're making yourself chill instead of like shaking the leg or right. tapping the desk or there's, you have like kind of an outlet for like the yes. nervous energy there's like yeah. the soothing back and forth that kind of calms you down so i love that and yeah. i found it yeah just very helpful for my own individual contemplation yeah. but also for conversation it's like this activity that compels us to go outside and actually talk to each other, right. which I think we all could use mm, more of. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, well, you want to go outside and sit. And this is like, oh, hey, let's go out to the back patio and sit on swing and chat. Like yeah, that's right. an activity. Yeah. I want to go out and sit I mean, if I yeah. have a zero gravity <laughs> right? porch swing. I know. I know. Kara's going to casually drop that she has a robot butler. I do. Like, <laughs> oh, have a robot butler. That's just Georgina. <laughs> She's bringing us our, uh, our Mai Tais. Exactly. Oh, I, I, I could totally see how this could change the like mindset of like we're just gonna go what sit right. in a lawn chair like yeah. but sit still yeah but you have like a destination for <laughs> mm-hmm. this activity now right yeah but the activity still really boils down to just like spending time with exactly another person right so but something that like, facilitates that exactly yeah. and even, that. even like i don't like to talk on the phone as you know and i sat on it the other night while i was talking on the phone and i kind of forgot that i was talking on the phone and Whoa. was able to like just get into a zen state which is miraculous because usually i'm just like but i was able to (laughs) keep swinging and enjoy it and get lost in the conversation that's pretty cool actually i know it's a good little life hack so you know so you have like the perfect reclining position dialed into you each have your own chair like have you established the chair seating order we we didn't like verbally establish it but yes we do Mm. we each have our own that we sit in yeah and okay humans always assign seats we do notice that we do we always do that right yeah that's like when you go to church and it's like i always sit here yeah like it's a thing and then when you sit in the other one it's like what are you doing somebody's in my seat (laughs) alien environment you're like i've never been here before in my life i don't know what to do now yes so we each have our own seat and uh it depends what you're doing the angle of recline like if i'm sitting and reading i'm gonna be a little less reclined but Mm. yeah if i'm chilling it's all the way back it's a really fun new addition to our patio i want to come test drive this you should it's something i need to now buy totally drive by their house and see them yes on their swing like reclined with their sunglasses on just like, and our Mai Tais. Yeah. They're, in zero zero they're, in, they're in zero G right now. Look at them. Yeah. Okay. Don't interrupt them while they're in zero G. Just leave them alone. They're in stasis. Really real robots. Where we train AIs to do the stuff we don't want. Oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to. This is the last run of our really real AI. As we've already established, I have released him into the internet. (laughs) Sorry about any indirect complications that causes. He's off helping the world. I thought thought that's what we were doing. (laughs) I had him last and we didn't have anything else. I was like, well, I guess you're done. I was going to have him replace Kara on the radio. Maybe take a vote on like what he did best. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, you just freed him. He's gone. gone. In a few years, we're going to find out he's like president or something. (laughs) I I wonder though it would be president doing big things out in the world it would be like a three-headed dragon president of all of our personalities (laughs) oh my goodness terrifying to think of that would be amazing though but as the last assignment and the last out the door exit test process I figured I would give him one of the harder things to navigate. Okay. Oh. The okay. used car market. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Anson and I have been going back and forth, not really like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> explicitly saying we need to buy vehicles, but we've talked a lot about cars, I feel like, in the last mm. couple of days. Yeah. And I thought, well, what better way to sort of test drive our smarts, mm. our abilities, using a little bit of Anson's personality mixed with everything we've already established from all of us mm-hmm. and attack a used car dealership oh, man. with brilliant logic with everything we can do. I so. could not loathe <laughs> buying a vehicle more. Preach. Like it is really? literally yes. everything that I hate. That you hate in yeah. life. They're like a terrible investment. <laughs> I, See, we've already, we've already yeah. talked about spending money and how bad I am at it and how yes. much I dislike it. Yes. But there at least is without some things I could spend money on a little bit of joy that comes back afterwards. I'm uh-huh. like, okay, but I did get a new thing and that's yeah. fun. Like yeah. this new swing. fancy swing or right. whatever. Yeah. Cars, there's literally none of that for none me. Of like, right. Literally no joy whatsoever. Oh Even after I buy it, I'm like, I hate this thing. Like, like, what is the point like, of you? I spent, I spent like $10,000 on this thing that's going to immediately depreciate in value yeah, and become yeah. worthless. Yeah. 
and the process of buying it, the result of buying like everything is you bad. Hate it all. None of I the prices of are real. Like yeah. it all depends. Everything Everyone pays about this a different is price. Yeah. So it's interesting to see, yeah, how the how the real <laughs> bot navigates a this on my behalf. But I think it's one that was worth having, so we can check it out. Thanks for calling Four Bs Automotive. How can we help you today? I need a frugal automobile. <laughs> yes, true. The blue one with the wheels. <laughs> And unlimited potential. <laughs> That's actually a very good description of mm-hmm. most of the vehicles I've had in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I've had four vehicles and three of them are blue. With oh. wheels. I don't know what that is. Yeah. All four of them had wheels. Had wheels. It's amazing. <laughs> ah, so you're looking for a cheaper car. Is that right? Gas prices have become non-fungible tokens. <laughs> what I need is an A to B healthy conflict. I have done research. I have read all of it. <laughs> true. All right. Also very true. Uh, okay. I think I'm tracking with you. We have a new 2020. 2020- no. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. No. Accurate. So good. No. Actual Anson interacting no. with the car salesman. <laughs> a new car is a theologically incorrect state. <laughs> what I need is a vehicle with good posture and correct form. Oh. A car that sets goals and is driven by the goals. There it is. And by me. Did you just make a joke? Okay, so it sounds ha, to ha, me. Ha, ha. <laughs> right. So I think what you're looking for is a used car. Used car. Yes. I do not spend. For the last 41,263 months, 23 days, 10 hours I have saved. Car must have ample wiggle room. And be spiritually guided. We are a long family. We are many. Much limbs. Much Let limbs. Let me go get my supervisor. <laughs> Ford Fiesta. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Yes. That's beautiful. Mm. We have much lips. Also very true. <laughs> that's a, that's actually like probably the single best summation of my family I've ever heard. Yeah. Like we have much limbs. Much limbs. Like, just, Long family, much limbs. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. It's beautiful. And I, think, uh, I think it might have scraped like car suggestions because at the uh, end it closed out with Ford yeah, Fiesta. Ford so Fiesta. I, I don't know. Uh, so that was like, uh, yeah. after all that talk of needing a lot of room for limbs. It just it <laughs> skipped right like, Almost that. as a goodbye. Ford, Ford Fiesta. Fiesta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That actually, that's a pretty accurate. We feel we got a dial Depiction of how I would buy a car. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like the new 2020. No. Like the yeah. immediate shut off. Yeah. No. Whatever. Like, I don't even know what the salesman is about to suggest, but just on principle, no. I have to reject the suggestion. Yeah. No. Like, whatever the first suggestion is out of their mouth, we have to eliminate that from the right. possibilities. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can like, follow. Even the- if it was what I was thinking originally. Sure. Like, yeah. Maybe. Uh, and then he suggested, oh, never mind. Right. Nope. That one's out. Nope. You can kind of no. follow the string logic Ford Fiesta (laughs) it it heard a new in the sentence and just no it triggered the if if new no absolutely not and then theologically sound yeah I want my car to be theologically sound I could see that what does that mean exactly I I don't know but it's absolutely right I want it yes I don't know but I want I I need a very stable grounded Ah. vehicle yes (laughs) one I can count on that understands what it believes and why an honest an honest vehicle that's firmly right. rooted in the gospel. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Now, is a Ford Fiesta that? I'm not sure, but maybe. I don't know. That's a stretch. <laughs> On the seventh day, God fiesta No, it was Preston. <laughs> so I don't know if that. Not <laughs> quite. I think you have uh, some good guidelines, though, in there mm-hmm. that'll guide me on the right path. Like there you go. A, a blue car with wheels. An unlimited potential. <laughs> An unlimited, unlimited potential. potential. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's yeah. going to work for me. Yeah. I need a hero. I need a hero. Celebrating people who save the day. I cannot think of someone who saved the day more than this person that I recently learned about. A passenger with zero flying experience recently landed a plane at a Florida airport. What? After the pilot suffered a medical emergency and became incapacitated. Florida, are you okay? This is a real, (laughs) actual thing that occurred. Oh my gosh. That has to be straight out of a movie. Oh, like, dude, there, yeah. there are a bajillion sure. movie plots about pilots becoming like we love. We're fascinated by this kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. what if hypothetical <laughs> Is situation? On this plane a pilot, right? Yeah. yeah, but that never happens. No. Yeah, like, that's never. not like a real thing that yeah. actually occurs. No, it really did. Basically, there's this plane. It's called a Cessna Caravan. Okay, it's like a 12, 14 passenger private plane. So it's a small little oh, plane. Okay, yeah. All right, that's a van. So yeah, <laughs> that is a van with a wings. Plane this van is van with wings. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, it's literally 
literally called the Cessna Caravan. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, basically, it's in the name. It's flying from the Bahamas to Florida. Ooh, and okay. for whatever reason, I don't I don't know the full story behind this. It's literally just the pilot and one passenger uh-uh. that are flying from the Bahamas to Florida, which is a terrible idea. OK, so like they're flying along and the pilot has some sort of medical emergency. Oh we don't know the details of it, but he's incapacitated. Excessive Ooh. gas. And so <laughs> sorry, probably. Yeah. Or didn't you say earlier, maybe they were having like a hold your breath competition, <laughs> yeah. something like that. Cuts to the cockpit. No, you yeah. can't hold your breath for five minutes. Yeah. That's impossible. Watch me. And then just, yeah. <laughs> and then, drops okay. whatever has happened yeah. there's a problem okay so the passenger i mean just you put yourself in the situation yeah they're like uh uh-huh. pass- like pilots on the ground uh-huh scooching into the pilot seat yeah <laughs> looking at this and they've since confirmed like this guy has literally zero flying experience of any kind oh. all right so he has as much flying yeah. experience as any of the three of us so sitting oh in gosh. that seat looking at all the controls having no idea what anything does so much anxiety. the first thing that happens is somehow he manages to talk on the radio and get the attention of oh air traffic control Ooh. which i feel like on its own yeah is an impressive there's feat. so many buttons like i don't know well yeah I, I have no idea how you do that i mean right. maybe it's as simple as you put the headset on and you start talking i assume there's a button yeah. you gotta press right. or something probably he must have figured that out and they actually have recordings of him oh yay talking oh, to the air traffic control this is the first message that he sent Oh, I've got a serious situation here. My pilot has gone incoherent. <laughs> I have no idea how to fly the airplane. It's Can a good I give way to start. Quick kudos. A lot less screaming. Yeah. A lot yeah. less swearing than right. if I had been talking. True. He just got right to the point. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty calm. Yeah. Pretty direct. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Pilot is going Gets to the point. Yeah, which my pilot has gone incoherent. That's an interesting word choice and yeah. really makes me wonder what was going on. Yeah. yeah. 333 Lima Delta. Roger, what's your position? I have no idea. He's just a floor in front of me and I have no idea. <laughs> Poor yeah. Guy. So Roger, where's your position? I have no idea. I see the coast of Florida in front of me. I have no idea. That's, like that's, that's literally fair. all he knows. Yeah. Which like, what are you? You're looking to, out the yeah. front window of the airplane. You're like, there's some ocean. There's that a- that looks probably like Florida. My position I know we were going is to Florida. air. I'm <laughs> yeah. in the air. Right. And so air traffic controls like, all right, uh, hang tight. We're gonna try to find you on the radar here. Here's oh. what they say. Number three, Lima Delta. No problem. Just uh, c- continue. Stay wings level. Maintain. Five thousand, and uh, follow the coast, and we're going to try to find you here on the radar. Keep your wings level, okay? Like maintain like the current altitude. Just try to keep it going straight. Yeah, (gasps) fly straight through the air. We're going to try to find we're you. We're going to try radar. to find you. That's yeah. a very intense word in that <laughs> sentence. We're going to try. We're going to yeah. do our best. Sit so tight. they eventually find this guy on the radar. They figure out which Jeez. plane he is. Okay. And they start giving him instructions on how to fly this thing. Luckily, the guy that he happens to be talking to on air traffic control is an experienced pilot himself. Oh, sweet. Who has spent a ton of time flying these types of airplanes. You know, it's kind of like you've seen in the movies, right? They find the expert. He's a stone yeah. cold To talk ace. to him. <laughs> to help talk him down. And he's going to literally have to teach him how to fly and land uh, this airplane he's like it's just like a video game <laughs> have you ever played like an airplane like simulator game yeah I've, a few no. like they have like microsoft flight simulator is really popular they have these games where like it's like really a simulation yeah right? like yeah, exactly legit. how to fly this airplane they recreate these cockpits like super down to like every little detail every little knob wow. and switch mm-hmm. and you actually have to like do all the things i don't know that i've ever actually successfully done anything in one of those games <laughs> no. i've turned them on like a couple times and you're like trying to figure out how to take off yeah and you're like uh and you like flip a bunch of switches and the airplane starts going down the runway and like hangs a right into a hanger and explodes <laughs> just and you're like yeah, yeah okay mind. i should not be doing this right or then you like try one where it starts you in the air and you're like approaching no, the runway no no and you're like yeah okay we could do it and then you're like you're like careening out of control into a nosedive like directly into a mountain right like that's how my experience Experiences with this on like mm-hmm. the simulators have okay, gone okay so i would not have a high level of confidence Gosh. at this point that i'm going to live through I would this be experience weeping this yeah. person i'd be calling for my minister <laughs> no. I, would, I would just no yeah, yeah. just absolutely inconsolable but it's crazy like you're like there's literally no you're the only passenger on the airplane and like, you literally have no choice but to try to land the thing that is wild i would be Jeez. i cannot imagine many more like terrifying <laughs> situations to be in than this one no kidding and yeah this guy sounds remarkably cold he does so they divert him to west palm beach International 
international airports, like the closest airport, he does this wide arc loops around to get ready for like the landing. They actually have video of this as well. No of way. him coming in for the landing. A local TV station like heard about it and got there and they have oh, like, that's a video. Cruel. They're like, this guy's gonna fireball. Let's get out <laughs> exactly. Here. Get the cameras rolling, yeah. right? I have no idea how to stop the airplane. In case you couldn't catch that, he said, I have no idea how to stop the airplane. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. <laughs> Did they not go over that before? Apparently, that was not one of the things they covered. Was it as they're too much approaching information the all at once? Where's the break? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do I stop the airplane? Anyway, this video that shows him coming down, you know, the wings moving back and forth just a little bit. Yeah. But honestly, it was pretty. a pretty great landing. Nice. He comes in, back wheels touching first, the front touches down. Oh like, my gosh. It doesn't we, look all that we, off from We like, actually have audio from the cockpit during the landing. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do For a real. simulator reenactment. Yes. Where like we take like two of us, yes, like Isaac please. is pilot and Kara yes. is co-pilot <laughs> trying to land this plane. Yes. Like if we could do that oh just as an exercise. I, I'm legitimately down. And record all the now. audio from this. That would be fabulous. Yes. Oh my like, gosh. Kara would be I would try. not calm, but I feel like <laughs> internally panicking. Yes. But, but I feel like you'd externally. be like, okay, okay, right. here it comes. Here we go. Well, you'd, We're be doing self, okay. you'd be self-affirming. Right. You would. You'd I, can be coaching this. I can do this. I can do this. Oh, meanwhile, Isaac over in the co-pilot seat, just like, I'm trying to climb out of the window. Not well. Isaac, like skydiving out of here without a parachute is a worse idea. I'll land in the water. We're in Florida. Isaac, it's going to be okay. So this plane actually lands. It lands on the runway. Everything is okay. They stop him on the runway and get medical personnel out there to try to help the pilot and get him out of the plane. Meanwhile, all the other planes, this is a big international airport in Palm Beach. They've diverted all the other planes and told them to stay in a holding pattern to let this guy try and land. And so some other guy on air traffic control like updates everyone and the passenger landed the plane. Oh, man. And an American Airlines pilot like chimes in and goes... No flying experience. Yeah. So he's like, did you just say the passenger <laughs> landed the I'm airplane? Sorry, and they're what? like, yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, great job. The like, other planes like, circling are going, yeah. wow, did you guys they're see like, that? Yeah, like the passenger landed the plane and he didn't die. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's definitely the undercurrent of what he's saying. Wild. Great job. It's like, wow, he did not explode into a massive fireball. <laughs> I'm, never great flying, job. I'm never flying again. Oh, it's bad enough. Gosh. The last flight I went on, the pilot looked close to my age and I was like, I oh. don't trust you. I want to <laughs> like, you are right too now. young to be yeah. doing this. If there's any consolation, if you've got flights coming up, which I've got a couple coming up this summer, any consolation about this, it's most of the time you're flying, you're on a commercial airline has a pilot and a co-pilot, right? There's somebody backing up, right? There's lots of other passengers as well. Yeah. So if it really got to that point, here's my question <laughs> to you in closing. If you were on a commercial flight, yeah. I don't know. It's a small flight, like a regional jet. Yeah. You got like 50 people on board. Yeah. Right. And they said, we need somebody to try to land this plane. Uh, Do we have any volunteers? And no one on the, the plane has any flight experience. Would you rather it be in your hands or another passenger who has no idea what they're doing? Are you That's hard? Are yeah. you like, I want to drive and <clears throat> take my own fate into my own hands or nope, nope I'll just let that guy give it a I, shot. And I, I want to do it. I, I would want to do it. I'm inadequate in every way, but I'm less <sighs> inadequate than anyone else's. Right. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Like, How about I you, Kara? I don't want to be responsible for all those people if we do grow up in a fireball. So no. Okay. No, so everyone you. signs a, an agreement you're that gonna, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, everyone, you're yeah. going to sit in the back and pray. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I will pray you down. Yeah. See, this is the same. I think there might be a correlation here between do you want to be the person driving on the road trip or do yes, you want to be the passenger? Have, always drive. the passenger. I have always the passenger. Because <laughs> if not, you will it. criticize me. I will live and die by my own hand. <laughs> yes. I think this theory has legs. <laughs> yeah. It's true. If you're a parent, you know that mere mortals can only handle hearing the phrase I'm bored so many times. Well, it turns out even artificial intelligence can only stand up to the phrase for so long. But after some tweaking, namely the addition of our new passive-aggressive module, the Kids Activity Idea Generator version 2.0 is back and ready to help your kids keep busy this summer. I'm bored. You look like Tommy to me. No, I'm bored. Interesting. I didn't know your father was a tree. But really, I'm bored. Excellent. I've been hoping someone would try to set a world record. Will you let me know how long it lasts? The new Kids Activity Idea Generator version 2.0, now with passive-aggressive module. Try it today.
quote me on that. The part of the show where Anson, Kara, and Isaac have thoughts on other people's thoughts. Did I interrupt you brooding just now? All right, guys, it's time for our final quote me on that, where we dissect some words from somebody else. I've actually really enjoyed these. These have been really mm-hmm. interesting prompts. I yeah. think, like going through different quotes. And I've also been fascinated that sometimes where we start out on a quote is mm-hmm. not necessarily where we end up. You That's know, true. We're kind of like, oh, I think this one's kind of good. And by the end, we're like, that quote was trash. <laughs> Right. <laughs> or maybe the opposite uh, as yeah. well. Not so sure about this quote and then realizing over time, like, OK, maybe there's a little more merit to it yeah. than I thought. And I think we've got a really good quote to end our season on as well. Mm-hmm. This is from Seth Godin, who is a modern contemporary quote making machine. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. He is. He's a writer. And so he's got lots of quotes you could pick from. But this is a particularly popular one goes instead of wondering when your next vacation is. Maybe you should set up a life you don't need to escape from. Mm. And at the beginning, I kind of said this kind of sounds like a little bit like a burn quote. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like, it, it, it kind of sounds like he's saying, like, I have a great life. <laughs> I don't even need to go on vacations. Yeah. So why don't you figure out your life and get it together? <laughs> why don't you write 10 bestsellers, you idiot? <laughs> Hurry yeah. up. That's actually not how not. my first impression of this quote was. <laughs> but I could see maybe somebody having that sure. first impression. How did you guys sure. feel about this quote on first read? I first reaction was, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's okay. do it. Yeah, like, you were positive. I think that's a great idea. And yeah. then second reaction was like, wait, how do you actually do that? Uh, is that like, do you, is that real life? Yeah. Like, can uh, you do that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the quote sounds attractive to you. Very. In the sense that like, yes, I would like a life yeah, that, that I don't I, need to escape from. I don't want from. to escape from. That sounds like a very good thing. Yeah. But that is instantly followed up by the natural second question is like how do i actually accomplish that is that possible Mm, yeah even maybe a more base question before you even get to how is like some doubt like can you even do that interesting i know i wholeheartedly was like an enthusiastic heck yes i think that the people who imagine a world where they can kill themselves for eight Mm. to ten hours a day and then come home and be okay and like magically compartmentalize that. It's not real. You can't do that. This kind of bumps up against that where it's like, hey, man, if you're only living for like the two weeks out of the year where you get vacation, like, yeah, not the best idea. Right. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Okay. Well, let's talk about that first question then that pops up after you get past. Yeah, that sounds like a great thing. Mm -hmm. To Kara's point, the next natural question is, is it possible Mm -hmm. to have this kind of life? Part of the question may be, what exactly are the parameters like that we're talking about? Like what constitutes a life that you don't need to escape from? Mm. Yeah. Right. Because you could go all the way to the extreme and say like, all right, well, the perfect life, right. I think we can all pretty much immediately agree doesn't exist. Right. We're not going to be able to come up with a set of circumstances that's going to add up to a life that we never feel like is hard right. or difficult or filled with trials or struggles or whatever. Yeah. And I imagine that's probably not what Seth is recommending either. Like, no. I, I think he probably understands that as well. That Yeah, you're not going to come up with a life that's perfect. So what does this look like, though? an imperfect life that you don't want to escape from. Like as, <laughs> as you ponder that question, Kara, yeah. like, is this something that's even possible? Where did your mind go from there? Was mm-hmm. your, was your first gut to be like, yeah, I think so. Or like, mm-hmm. Oh man, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Was it confidence or doubt? It was a little bit of both. <laughs> okay. I mean, overall, I think I land more on the confidence side. Cause okay. I, I thought about it and I was like, all right, It's probably not realistic to think you can create a life that feels like vacation all the time. Mm. Like you can't live in the Bahamas 20. Maybe you can, but most people can't (laughs) live in the Bahamas all year long. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But I do believe you can create a life that feels more holistic, more sustainable, Mm -hmm. that you can plan and make joy and connection and rest a priority Mm -hmm. on a regular basis instead of every six months. And that I think is possible. Yeah. I think it's challenging, but I don't think it's impossible. I like the word that you use sustainable. Yeah. That feels like a really key factor Mm -hmm. to me because when he says a life that you don't need to escape from. Right. He doesn't necessarily say a life with no hardship, a life with no trials, a life with no difficulties. But sustainable, I feel like, is a good, succinct yeah. way to describe this idea of something that you don't need to escape from. Right. Like, it's it's something I can manage. It's something right. that, on an ongoing basis, I'm okay. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I think that, for me, coming from, I think, a place where Bree and I, my wife, have got about as close to this as we can get, at, at least right now, that's through intentionality 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of being realistic about what we're wanting, yes. right? Like everything yes. that we're doing, we can look at and go like, I'm doing this because of X, Y, Z. We have mm-hmm. jobs that we enjoy. Like you sometimes don't like your job. That's okay. Sure. But we're not doing it for no reason at all, mm. right? Like you can look around and go, oh, I'm doing this so we can afford these things. That's kind of like what we need to do. And mm. it's intentionality and being realistic about what you want, I think. And I think not, so. Yeah. And also like calculating the cost of your yeses and nos. I yeah. think that's a thing mm. because culturally we have a hard time with rest. Mm. We don't feel okay unless we're being productive all the time. Right. A lot of times. And so calculating like just what you're saying, why am I saying yes to this? And if right. I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? And is that going to make me want to feel like I want to escape from my life? Yeah. yeah. You know? Perspective. Yeah. That's what I was looking for is perspective because yeah. when you're resting, you can make that a part of your weekly and daily routine and kind of being an ongoing maintenance thing, you can recognize that as a needed thing right? rather than something to fight against. Mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. lot like your car. Like you can take your car in for routine maintenance. It's annoying. It's inconvenient. Yeah. That's going to help you not have a total like engine meltdown. Exactly. You're still going to take your car to the auto shop. But if you took it like once a year, like that's not really the best way to do it. You need to get it tuned up mm-hmm. as you're using it. Right. That yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah. So you guys have already touched on a couple potential components of what constitutes sustainable lifestyle. But I want to go back and and touch on those kind of each a little bit more specifically. Yeah. One that popped to mind for me immediately. And Isaac, you mentioned this, I think, as the first thing out of your mouth as well was related to our jobs. And obviously, we spend a lot of time at work. Most people, if you're working a full time job in particular, you're going to be at least 40 hours a week doing this thing that's going to feel like a major component of your life. So Mm -hmm. certainly having a job that I would describe a sustainable job is something that you at least occasionally look forward to spending some time in, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like I understand what you were saying, Isaac, about having some good perspective about, Mm -hmm. yes, this job is a means to an end and that it allows me to go do other things that I want to do. And that's certainly part of a job as well. And I think that's a good perspective to have. But I would even go a step further and say, ideally, you're in a situation where at least some of the time you actually look forward to doing the work that you do at your job. And that doesn't mean all the time. It doesn't mean every Monday morning you're like, woohoo, off we go. (laughs) That's probably not realistic. But I think if at least some of the time you can kind of say like, yeah, this is good work to be doing. Right. Yeah. Like then that's a good thing. Right. Or yeah. or at least finding some um, redeeming aspects of doing right. that work. Right. right. Like this job where I'm a waitress or whatever, I get to meet some interesting people or I get mm. to right. serve people and, and hopefully give them a really great experience. And that's fulfilling yeah. in some mm-hmm. way. Or uh, I'm talking to people on the phone and maybe I can brighten people's day a little bit mm-hmm. by helping to solve their problem or mm-hmm. whatever your job is. Are there aspects of it that you can look at and say, yes, this is work that's worth doing beyond just the paycheck that I get. So if we get into this mode where that's the only redeeming thing about our job is the fact that we get a paycheck, that is probably something that's going to turn into something that feels unsustainable at some point. Right. Do you guys agree? Yeah. Very draining. Yeah. It makes you hate your life. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. If that's the only reason. I think it's um, Tim Keller's written a book about work. I can't remember what it's called, but he's written a book where he talks about the value of all different kinds of work. Yes. Like we like to split it up into like these jobs are spiritual and these are not. But like right. he talks about how all work mm-hmm. is God's work and is right. important and is valuable and is you basically contributing to human flourishing yes. and to God's redemptive plan. And so I think if we can find the avenue into that perspective, whatever our work is, that that brings so much more life and energy and hope into your yeah and i love sweeping up a restaurant can be ministry yes absolutely every field can be like an opportunity to do that totally right and i love that because i think it captures that balance between yes you have to find practically a thing that you're doing that works for you and Mm -hmm. who you are Mm -hmm. and what you want to do yeah but also to isaac's point there is a matter of perspective there that is important too. mindset matters as well, Mm -hmm. not just the thing that you're doing. Totally. Right. Another thing that I think maybe could be a component of living a satisfied or sustainable life, getting to spend some time each day with people you love. Mm. Right. Right. Like if you have a a spouse or kids or friends or family members, relationships are incredibly important to a sustainable, satisfying life. Mm -hmm. So So we need to have present relationships in our life. And we need to be able to make those a priority. If we're working so much, we never get to see or spend time with anybody that we love. Yeah, that's probably not going to be sustainable. If we don't have those relationships, we don't have people to rely on and 
and to spend time with. That's probably not going to be sustainable. And this could look very different for different people. Maybe some extrovert person kind of has, you know, I got 50 friends. I need to go see all of them. (laughs) Maybe for you, it's like, no, I got two or three really close people Mm -hmm. that I spend time with. Or it's really just, you know, I need to spend time with my spouse or my kids or my parents or whatever. Like identifying the important relationships in your life and making Mm -hmm. those a priority, I feel like is a big part of this too. Being Mm -hmm. intentional. Life Mm -hmm. is going to happen to you on its own terms and you can like figure out maybe like a loose course to say like okay i know for sure i'm better off when i have xyz in my life Mm, so if you've acknowledged that Mm -hmm. if you found those things it's kind of on you to keep chasing those things yeah yeah like i need to go on a vacation to be able to actually spend some time with my wife that's that's probably not a good sign right right that's not sustainable Yeah. yeah Another one, you have hobbies or passions you can enjoy in your free time Mm -hmm. because life is more than work. I know I went there and like Isaac went there pretty quickly to I think we all do with a quote like this, thinking about our work and our jobs. Mm -hmm. Yes. But we are more than just Mm -hmm. what our career is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If all we're doing is thinking about our job and our work, even if it is something that we enjoy, I'm not sure that that's sustainable. I think it's going to become something that we enjoy less over time if we don't have diversions from it. Right. Right? There are times apart from just big vacations each evening or each weekend where we need to be able to separate ourselves from our job and find other things to occupy our time, whether it's Mm. hobbies or enjoyable things or even other work like mowing my lawn or like doing other things that contribute to the well-being of my own life or my family or the world. Hobbies that are fun and pleasurable for ourselves, but also maybe like Things that contribute to the world around us. Yeah. Helping other people. Mm. I think those are, right. are a couple of really interesting kind of components to this also. Yeah, totally agree. Bree and I have just started watching this show called Severance. The premise of it is that basically you can split your personality and your memories between work and home. I'm only like a couple episodes in, but one of the kind of the main ideas of the show is that it's impossible to truly separate your work and life balance this show is the apex of that being possible yeah and it just all comes apart because you can't do that you can't Mm. have like an all work mentality and then an only off mentality Mm. like you're talking about so bringing in like your hobbies bringing in things that you enjoy in your off time can be rest too so rest kind Mm. of encompasses that whole nourish yourself outside of the office yeah is Mm. good and Mm -hmm. that's i think that's the final one i had on my list was rest clearly a big part Mm -hmm. of finding some sort of rhythm that's sustainable. And I could see, I don't know if you guys had this thought at all, but I could see how someone could potentially interpret this quote as kind of a hustle quote Mm. of like, instead of wondering about when your next vacation is set up a life, you don't need to escape from as in like, keep working, keep grinding. Like you don't need to take vacation Trick yourself into loving work. Kind of like, yeah, like just embrace the grind and don't worry about taking a vacation kind of thing. Um, But yeah, I I don't think (laughs) to Kara's ooh, I I don't think that's really the idea of this at all. I think it misses is the point it definitely seems like no his idea is more along the lines of building your needs including rest Mm -hmm. into your day-to-day life anytime you're relying on a vacation or Mm -hmm. a special occasion in other words to take care of any of these needs that we've talked about Mm -hmm. if you're relying on special occasions Mm -hmm. that's a sign that you need to probably do a little more work of figuring out how to graft these things into your day-to-day life yeah i was gonna get to that like a two-week vacation cannot make up for the amount of like sleep debt anxiety debt tension that you've built up and it's impossible for that to happen and you're going to set yourself up for a lot of disappointment and anger on your vacation which is super when you're like five days in and you're realizing like oh i don't feel any better like if anything you're frustrated because it's not doing right what you expect it to do we we have a cabin about all been on those experiences yeah Yeah. and you've like i've been that person and i've also been on a trip with someone experiencing that and there's this cabin that we go to in colorado that's like 45 minutes away from a vacation town yeah the last time we were out there i was listening to a conversation happening behind me in a bookstore that we were in where this dude was just like having a meltdown over like the plans for the day oh, having no. to change. Oh no. Bree and I were talking about it and I was like, I could never live here because oh. I feel like as a vacation town, it is going to be full of people realizing that a week in the mountains is not going to solve all their problems. And they're just uh. mad. <laughs> like, and I was just like, Oh dude, that is the worst possible vibe. They were clearly on vacation yeah. and it was just horrible. I was like, man, <sighs> 
This is rough right now. Yeah. (laughs) If you're not in a good place, vacations probably aren't going to be the silver bullet that you hope they are. No, no, they're going to dig up all the stuff you're trying to hide because you have space. And I would even add, even if you are in a good place, I don't know if you guys have had this experience, but I've gone on vacations that have been really great and really enjoyable. And by about the time that we're a day or two from being done, I'm like, it's going to be good to get back home. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be good to get back home yes. and to get back into my rhythm mm-hmm. to go back to work. Yes. Even. Yeah. There are times where after a period of time, I'm looking forward to those rhythms in my life. Yeah. Like I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. having a set schedule again and to seeing my friends on Monday night and to yeah. going to church on Sunday. Like if you've yeah. set up those rhythms, it's not that you never want a break or a breather from them. Right. That's yeah. really good too. But I think that might actually be a positive sign is when you right. get kind of near the mm-hmm. end of your vacation you're kind of like it's gonna be good to get back home right and to get back into my rhythm like i think that's a good thought to have yeah totally yeah yeah seems healthy all right there's one other part of this that i want to tackle because i think perhaps the toughest part of creating a sustainable day-to-day rhythm is managing or even embracing trials Mm. because trials are a part of day-to-day life Right. right No matter what rhythm we've established, we're going to encounter struggles, trials, difficulties. Mm -hmm. We're all either in the middle of one, coming out of one or going into one Mm -hmm. at pretty much all times. And sometimes they're the result of our own poor decisions. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just the nature of being in an imperfect world. But trials, I think, are often the thing that we want to escape from the most. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I read this quote and I think Mm -hmm. about escaping, that's the thing that I think of. If there's one thing most of us want to escape from, it's some sort of trial or difficulty Mm -hmm. that pops up in our life. And yet they're going to happen. They're going to happen almost constantly. Maybe not like world ending catastrophe ones, but at least little things. So I feel like the last major component of crafting a life you don't want to escape from is not figuring out how to eliminate trials because that's a futile effort. Right. But how do I manage them? Mm -hmm. How do we turn day-to-day trials and the consistent nature of them in our lives into something that we can manage and we can sustain through Mm. that has got to be maybe one of if not the like hardest components yeah of this whole entire equation gosh that's deep (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like i don't have an answer for that but you're right i mean it's very much a part of everyday life and what more than that are we trying to escape from like that's one of the biggest things that we're like i need a break from just being pummeled by. (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay well i'll I'll kick us off with this i think maybe the first step in my mind is acceptance yeah that's true right trials are to be expected. It's part of life. Yeah. Part of it is our perspective on trials and Mm -hmm. this acceptance that like, yeah, stuff's going to happen. Right. And instead of constantly starting with the question of like, why me? Constantly being surprised. Right. Instead of being constantly surprised (laughs) and outraged by the hard things that happen Mm -hmm. in our lives. Yep. Okay. I understand. Like this is part of the deal Uh, (laughs) and we're going to find a way through this. That's a very different mindset to the same uh, circumstances happening. And so I feel like that perspective of, hmm. yes, this is part of the equation. Right. Managing trials is going to be something I'm going to have to learn how to do Hmm. is a good place to start. I also think letting go of ego, like Mm. knowing that trials are going to happen and it's not necessarily a reflection on your own character or performance when you have trials because that's going to just get you all in a tizzy if you do that. Mm. And also anytime that I've had like hardship, my ego tells me, okay, just buckle down, handle this. Mm. Don't bring anyone else in. You can do this. When I've done the opposite of that, it's been extraordinarily more easy. And actually the bonds and the friendships and the love that I've cultivated when I've let my ego shut up Mm -hmm. and had someone help me during trials it's been a good thing. That's what I was going to say. Like it, it increases those other things that you want to make your life sustainable, like community, relationships, closeness, vulnerability. Right. Those things actually contribute to that. Right. Like, but when we're in stuff. those hardships and we think we can handle it all on our own and we go superhero mode, uh-huh. we completely burn out. And then you have that added stress where like the people that you love in your life are going to help you. Mm-hmm. They can either help you when you've screeched and burned out. You have to apologize <laughs> or they can help you when you reach out and you're like, hey, I'm a little bit over my head. Uh-huh. Can you help? Who in your life that you love would upset you when they came to ask you for help? Right. No, nobody. Yeah. No one that you love. You would be like, oh, I can't believe they've 
come i can't Jeez. believe cody has come to me and asked me for help with this thing come. yeah like that's your spouse like yeah you right. want to help him yeah but when we're in our own heads like that's not the reality at all so no. it's just pushing back against that yeah we don't want to bother people right yeah <laughs> yeah i i think another component of this too is we talk about escape and this is not to say that like again that vacations are a bad thing i think they're a good thing but some things you can't escape from uh-huh. and a lot of the trials that happen in our lives we might be tempted to try to escape from them yeah but they're really and this sounds really dark to say it this way but there, there is no escape <laughs> like yeah but it's true. it's true like there are yeah. things that happen in our lives like family stress or yeah. job stress or emotional mental health problems right like, the, these are not things that you can just go on vacation from yeah. and they go away you take them i with yelled you. at my mom in line at cheesecake factory in hawaii nice <laughs> it happens. i'm gonna own that right well, now yeah, I mean, okay it happens uh, i did that i was thank wrong. you for being vulnerable and for yes, sharing thank you we've probably all gone on family vacations where there's oh, been more yeah. family stress Good not Lord. less right yes. oh yeah. yeah yeah and even if you don't take your family with you and you literally escape from them yeah they're you still, still have to come back to them and they're still going to be on your mind or whatever the thing mm, is yes. like yeah. you were talking about earlier if you, you take all that with you yeah right we try to come up with ways mm. to escape these trials mm. and yet it doesn't it doesn't really work that way they're usually not really things we can just escape from Mm. at the very least they're going to come back around at some point when we have to kind of face the music right at the same time you guys were kind of alluding to this idea that sometimes when we engage in trials especially with people that we love or we work through these things ironically those can be some of the most fulfilling things in life is when we Mm -hmm. survive or manage a trial successfully right and so it's kind of this counterintuitive thing where we're like we just want to get away and put distance between us and the hard things in our life Mm -hmm. and yet that's maybe one of the like least fulfilling (laughs) things that we can do is to try to put that distance and and when we come back and we face the thing and we work through the thing that's when we go like ah that was actually ironically like an experience worth having maybe yeah. Even, yeah where we go like i can look back and say like i'm almost glad that thing happened right because it made me a better person or it drew me closer to this person or it taught me something right yeah those trials have a way of actually contributing i think to the meaning in our lives right whereas trying to escape from them usually just delays the inevitable and, and adds more stress and more of a desire to escape a good gauge for me on how someone is doing or how i'm doing is how well they handle minor inconveniences or like small mini trials. Mm. Because like, dude, like if a flat tire sets you off, you've got work to do. (laughs) That's as much me as it is anyone else. Right. But I think like if you catch yourself, if the tiny little things in the grand scheme of things become like these cataclysmic world ending events, like Mm. you have some work to do because there's something else going on. Because if you can't, if you can't feel like you can get help in those many areas, the Mm. big ones are looming somewhere. Like it's just manifesting Mm. itself there. Yeah. So it sounds like we've really kind of landed on like two components to crafting a life that feels sustainable. One is making sure that the building blocks of our lives in terms of rest and work and relationships, that these things are in as good of a place Mm -hmm. as we can manage to get them to at any Mm -hmm. point in time. That's a moving target. And I think it's important to recognize if we build something up to like, okay, I have this in a great place. That doesn't mean it's always going to stay there. Life goes through stages and things come and go. And and it's going to be a constant battle to kind of work on Mm -hmm. different areas of our lives. And it's not always going to be perfect. And that leads me to the second component perspective i would maybe put the word contentment on it mm-hmm. like i think that's the perspective right. that we're trying to get to yeah. is the perspective of contentment understanding that not everything is going to be perfect all the time yeah there are going to be weeks where even the job that i love is really hard or the spouse that i love is kind of getting on my nerves right or the vacation that i'm really excited about going on isn't going exactly as i planned mm-hmm. or i got a flat tire today and it really inconvenienced me right yeah. right those are the things that are going to happen right. but can we find contentment in the midst of all of that mm-hmm. because if we're expecting to finally find happiness when fill in the blank in my life changes right. yep. we're never going to get there yep. right and and that's the temptation is like Okay, there's just this one missing piece. Yeah. Or 27 missing pieces, depending <laughs> on how you're feeling. Watch the onces. Like, yeah, yeah if, if yeah. this thing in my life, if yeah. my job would just get a little better, if yeah. my spouse would just empty the dishwasher, if my, you know, whatever the thing is, if yeah. this thing would just change, <laughs> then my life would get a little better and it'd feel more sustainable. Right. That's, I Ooh. think, when we have to do a little reevaluation and go, have I really found contentment? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't mean those things aren't worth working on. They sure. are. But we also have to find contentment in the midst of the imperfection. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's always going to be with us. So mm-hmm. imperfection like has to be part of the sustainable equation. It's true. And finding contentment in the midst of that, I think, has to be part of that as well. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of our podcast episode for today. Instead of drawing a blank at the end of the episode, we're going to fill one in. We're going to go practical for it this week. One thing in my life that I want to change or adjust, and this could be like a very like practical, literal thing or just more of a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I want to adjust to make my life a little bit more sustainable mm. is uh, I'm going to go with my expectations mm. of uh, trials or a lack thereof. Ah, my ex- ah. my expectations of life going smoothly all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Like lately in the office, we've all come back to gratitude as kind mm. of the main source of happiness in a lot of contexts. Increase gratitude dramatically in mm. my life because I don't think you can have quite enough of it ever. Yeah. I certainly I certainly don't have enough. That's even with I've tried to be pretty intentional about it. But I mm-hmm. think that when you're grateful and you can find a ton of things to be grateful for in your life, that puts everything else into perspective. Even the trials, you can be grateful for trials sometimes. Yeah. Mm. I think honestly, the thing that I feel like is lacking a little bit for me in this season is helping others, finding ways to Mm. like serve or Mm. volunteer or do things like that. I feel like some of these other areas I've got into a decent place at the Mm -hmm. moment, but there's something about service that I have a hard time generating momentum for. Mm -hmm. But then once I do it, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, there is very little that brings more contentment and sadness satisfaction than serving others. It really is. And it's hard to get the ball rolling on that. Coming out of COVID, some of the opportunities that I had previously kind of fell off and like trying to find ways to get back into finding even just little things, little opportunities to serve others. Something that that I want to work on. That's good. All right, guys, that's it. It's time to go uh, to our remedial math class. (laughs) I've never needed to find a square root of anything. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. If you love the show, let us know by leaving us a review. If you were able to tell which host we replaced with an AI this episode, tell us in the review section of your favorite podcast app. Listen to Real FM Radio and more Real FM podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say... (laughs) Internally, that's what I was doing the whole time I was talking. (laughs) 